Welcome into Moving the Chains. I'm Kevin Thomas alongside Jarrell Hendricks. We've got another great offseason interview lined up for you guys. Got a very special guest, the new head coach of the Airport High School Eagles, Andre Cook. Coach, how you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Just uh, just getting home. Third day of uh, spring ball, and um, you know, just really excited to to be out there with the guys, and excited about getting a chance to talk to you guys. That's awesome. We appreciate your time. We really do. Uh, excited to get to know you a little bit more here with these next few questions here. Um, for all the viewers and listeners out there, this is your first time listening to us. We appreciate you guys. Be sure to follow us on all, all social medias at just moving change, M-O-V-I-N-C-H-A-I-N-S. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we have a podcast version on Apple and Spotify as well. We do a lot of cool interviews and recaps from preview shows throughout the year, so definitely check us out on there. But, Coach, you were hired in late February. You come from River Bluff High School where you were the associate head coach, defensive coordinator, assistant strength coach, and assistant AD. A lot of stuff going on going on over there. But uh, before that, you were at Fairfield Central, Blackwood, and North Mecklenburg. Let's just you know, talk about how's the transition been going from River Bluff over to the new position here at airport? Um, you know, it's been good for the most part. You know, everybody's been really receptive. It's just the, the biggest thing is not really getting a chance to spend as much time with the kids as, as you'd like and not really getting to, to, uh, to know them like I'd want to. You know, Monday, you know, first day of spring ball was really the first day I've got a chance to really see those guys move around at all. And, you know, we went out and we had some fun. We went through some drills and kind of set some standards. And then, uh, you know, we, we practiced a little bit. I, I let them have fun at the end. It wasn't a conventional. Everybody asked me, how was the first day of practice? I said, very unconventional. Um, you know, we played a, a fun game at the end, but we had helmets on. And so that's day one. And then my wife and my daughter came by and gave the guys some popsicles. And, you know, and then we're off the field and that's day one. And so uh, it, it, it's been good. And, you know, but at the same time, it's been tough some just because, you um, you know, I am still, and right now I'm actually the head strength coach for the time being at River Bluff. Um, I guess the good thing is there's a lot of spring sports, and as the season went on, they didn't lift quite as much, um, you know, preparing for the playoffs and things like that. But, uh, you know, all in all, I can't complain, man. I am very fortunate to be in the position I'm in and uh, just really excited about the future. So Kevin listed off a partial resume there. I'm sure you got more in there. Coach both in North and South Carolina. Um, and you played college ball. How'd you get into coaching? So kind of crazy. You know, I got done playing college football and graduated. And I moved to Charlotte, I guess, back in 2000. And I was kind of done with football. I was burnt out, man. And uh, I was working, actually, with a uh, uh, uh nonprofit agency that worked with like kids that were in the system in Charlotte. And we did um, community service at different schools. And I ended up, you know, taking them over there to do community service to clean up North Mecklenburg. And the person that we met with was a, uh, was an assistant principal. And I just kind of thought about it. Like, you know, what is, you know, how do you get into coaching? What can you do? And she says, what's your degree? And I said, psychology. And she's like, well, you could teach special ed. And I was like, cool. You know, and so um, she introduced me to the principal and it, it's funny because he and I started talking and we talked for about an hour, never about teaching or about special education. We talked about football for an hour. And then, uh, you know, after we got done, he called the district office and um, said, hey, I'm sending a guy down there. We're going to hire him. Uh, you know, and that was back in, I guess, 2004, um, you know, and so it kind of started there. I um, was coaching running backs that first year because I, I played a little bit of running back back in the day and uh, it started there. I spent two years there uh, and then I ended up going to Kannapolis uh, High School, Ale Brown High School, which is in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Strong, strong tradition, um, you know, great football program, played uh, coach with a great coach uh, who's now gone, you know, passed on, Ron Massey. I learned a lot from him about uh, just coaching and expectations. He had really high expectations for his coaches. And I learned a lot there, um, was there for two years. And I went to West Brunswick High School, uh, which is on the coast in, in uh, you know, Brunswick County, Shalote, Calabash, along the beach. Uh, and I was there for a year, um, but I really missed uh, my kids, um, you know, because I kind of went through a separation during that time and my kids were staying in Chester. And so I, I, I ended up, I used to drive back and forth 
uh, from the beach to Chester back and forth to see them. And I just, I pulled over one day off of I-20 and Clemson Road and I was at a Bojangles and I saw that uh, Spring Valley High School was on the wall in the Bojangles. And I said, you know, let me check that school district out. And they had a strength coach job and uh, I applied and, and I got it, you know, first job I ever got in my life that I didn't know somebody. And, uh, you know, I ended up going there and spending six years there, man. And, you know, it, it's, it's been great ever since. That was my introduction to South Carolina football, which, you know, I think is a lot more, you know, is, is a lot more highly thought of than in North Carolina, in my opinion. I just feel like there's more resources uh, that go into football in, in South Carolina. And so six years at Blythewood, I was a special teams coordinator there. I was a head track coach for six years. Um, then I went on to Fairfield where uh, I was assistant AD, head track coach, and, um, you know, and uh, strength coach there. And then, um, you know, I ended up getting an opportunity to work with Coach Harden at uh, River Bluff. You know, I I had known him kind of from back when I was at Kannapolis because he's from Kannapolis and he was at Porter Ridge at the time and we kind of got together, but it just didn't work out. And uh, we ended up getting back together and I was just excited for the opportunity to work with him because there's this brand new high school that hasn't really established a culture yet they're still trying to figure out who they are. And I just felt like I could learn a lot from him because he had a lot of experience. Um, you know, we went, you know, two and eight the first year. Year two, he gave me an opportunity to be the defensive coordinator. And uh, I learned a lot that year and, uh, and moving forward. And then we kind of got it rolling, man. And it went from, you know, us being everybody's homecoming to uh, being, being a team that, you know, certain schools didn't want to play. And, uh, you know, and we and it really helped change the culture of that entire school, even though it's a great school, great culture. It's a phenomenal school, man. Um, River Bluff is an outstanding school. I will always be a Gator. I always love that place. There's wonderful people there. Um, and I do realize that, you know, just being there and having that on my resume, um, you know, helped prepare me for this opportunity and gave me a shot. So uh, very, very excited about going to airport, proud community. Um, you know, people, people that went to airport high school, love it. And, uh, just hoping that we can uh, establish some winning ways, man, put some procedures in place. And I feel like we got a good plan and we're going to go in there and work it and, you know, and, and, and try to become a force to be reckoned with, man. Glad you were able to, to turn the corner there at River Bluff. Um, that kind of stuck with me a little, that resonated because when I was in high school, I was a terrible player and we were everybody's homecoming. So right. I, I like <laughs> Well, Coach, talking about going from River Bluff to airport, you know, how long did that process take? Was it, you know, you interviewed a few weeks later, you found out, or how, how long did that kind of take to go through the process of, of getting you hired over there? Uh, I think I had like four interviews. Um, you know, I met with the principal and the superintendent. Then I met with, uh, then I met with, uh, I guess three, maybe. No, it might've been four. Then I met with a committee with coaches and then, um, I met one more time, you know, with just the principal. And then, you know, when he offered me the job, I met with him, you know, one last time when it was just he and I. And so, um, you know, it was, it was, it wasn't a too lengthy process, um, you know, but I, I guess when you think about it, you want to just get in there and get to work and get working on it. You know, and you're like, you know, I wish this thing would go a little bit faster, but it all really kind of happened fast. And I actually, uh, at that same time, I was actually, there were like a couple of jobs, like I was interviewing at uh, AC Flora. Um, you know, I didn't get it. And I actually, <laughs> on my, I guess my last interview to go to, um, to airport, I found out like right before I was leaving to go to airport, I found out that I didn't get the AC Flora job because I was, you know, I was a finalist for that one. Um, and then, you know, I, I accepted the airport job. I was supposed to interview at, you know, at Westwood and I, I canceled and I felt kind of bad about it, um, you know, because I know Coach Powell over there pretty well. My wife used to work at Westwood. She opened it actually. And so, um, you know, we used to live right around the corner when we lived in Blythewood, I could walk to Westwood. And so, uh, you know, when I, when I, when I canceled on them, it, you know, I felt kind of bad about it, but I, I knew that I was going to the right place. And that, um, you know, it just, there's, there's an opportunity to really, really build something at airport. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that, but process wasn't, wasn't terribly long. 
Um, you know, it was just really a lot going on. I, I missed a lot of days of school right then because I was interviewing somewhere like every day for like two weeks. Uh, so that was a little crazy. So coach, you mentioned the, the process. You're still at River Bluff now until this summer and, you know, just getting in the spring ball and you're, you're, uh, you know, between two places right now. How is the, the search for staff? Have you completed your staff? Are you still in the process? And uh, are you retaining any guys on that were on last year's staff at airport? Uh, you know, I, I spoke with a couple guys that, you know, maybe coached last year and decided that they wanted to take some time off. Um, you know, I really reached out and talked to everybody that was on staff there already. But um, a couple guys wanted to take some time off. There were, you know, two guys that I just lost last week who were going to stay. And then they got opportunities to go uh, to other schools last week. Really awesome opportunity, really awesome opportunities. And they, you know, left. So I, you know, and then I kept a couple guys that are still on staff there. Uh, you know, and then there are a couple guys I thought maybe I might get. And then when, you know, when they decided that they, you know, were going to just stay where, stay where they were. And that happened to me a couple times, you know, with like offensive line, offensive coordinator position. You got had some guys that were trying to, you know, trying to figure out if they wanted to make the move. And, and in the end, they decided not to. So, you know, I got to a place where I was really close and I was like, oh, this is it, man. I got everybody in place. And then. I get a couple phone calls. Hey, coach, you know, well, this thing came open and, you know, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go and, you know, and I, and I'm happy for the guys because, you know, the one thing you want on your staff is you want guys on your staff that want to progress and they want to grow in, in the profession. You know, you don't really want to have a, a staff full of guys that are just comfortable with being there and doing whatever you tell them all the time, because, you know, you can, you can grow stagnant like that, man. And so, the fact that, you know, I, lo I lost a young guy who had an opportunity to go be a strength coach. Um, you know, he's still in school. He's about to graduate and, you know, and he loves airport, but I encouraged him. I said, look, man, you don't have to feel bad about it. Uh, if you have a great opportunity, go, go chase it, you know, and if, and if it ends up not working out in a couple of years, hit me up and we'll see if you can come back home. Um, you know, and that's, that's the way that it is. So, uh, you know, it's all about just really finding good people. Um, you know, I've plucked a couple guys from other schools that, you know, are good guys and good coaches. And I uh, feel like they have a lot of value and, and can add value to the staff and to the school. And, um, you know, and, and that's been that's been good. But I'm, I'm still kind of searching for a couple positions. Uh, if you know an offensive line coach, tell them, come holler at me. <laughs> you know, but, but it's come together. Awesome. Well, Coach, what kind of schemes do you prefer to run on both sides of the ball? And then also, are you going to call plays for either side this season? Uh, my plan is to call the defense, um, you know, because I know it. You know, I, I mean, here's the thing. I'm, I'm coming in. Uh, a lot of times, defensive coaches don't get hired as head coaches because everybody likes to score points. And, uh, you know, the defensive guy comes in, and I just realize that with that comes a certain responsibility. So, you know, I feel like, if, if we're going to have success, we need to establish ourselves as a, you know, strong, hard-nosed defensive team. And um, I think that was really one of the things that helped kind of turn it around at River Bluff is we were able to put some kids in places to make plays and get turnovers. And, you know, the crowd got excited and the atmosphere was out of this world. But kids, they, they, they flew around, man, and they made plays for us. And uh, so, you know, this week we've kind of only been working defense because I still got some kids at track. I still got some kids playing baseball. And so we're focused on, you know, terminology and alignment, um, you know, assignments and things like that with the defense all week because I want to be good on defense. Um, you know, I, I told the kids yesterday, man, if they don't score, they can't win. And so we're going to focus on that and, and make sure that that's a priority. And, uh, you know, I'd like to try to stay with, uh, the 3-4 scheme that we've used for the last three years, it's been really, really good to me. Um, you know, it kind of uh, takes away those interior gaps and allows the linebackers to run and make plays. I feel like I got some pretty athletic kids over at airport that can run a little bit that, um, you know, can make plays if 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 given the opportunity. So uh, going to try to stick with that as best as we can offensively. Like I said, I kind of went through a couple of coordinators I you know I thought we were going to maybe doing this and maybe doing that and then in the end 
uh, I just decided, you know, this, I've been kind of preparing for a long time to be a head coach. And so with that, I may not have had an, an offensive scheme on paper per se, but I, I had an idea of some of the things that I wanted to do uh, offensively. And, you know, I want to be able to kind of base out of 11 personnel and uh, move tight in, you know, when we need to, to be able to outnumber guys and, um, you know, have people kind of pick their poison. Like, you know, do you want to dedicate guys to the box and try to stop the run and, uh, you know, have some RPO tagged off, off some of that run game stuff and uh, just, just really try to figure out who our playmakers are and, and how can we get them the ball, right? I mean, it's always players, not plays, um, you know, but there'll be some gap scheme runs. There'll be some RPOs off of it and uh, just really trying to figure out who that guy is that that does a really good job of of blocking in the run game, but can also sneak out in the pass game and and make plays for you when you need them, um, you know. And and I don't know who that is yet, but you know we'll figure out who he is and get him coached up. And uh, you know I, I like eleven personnel. It's kind of the best of both worlds because it allows you to to throw the football effectively and kind of create matchups. Um, you know, because when you got that tight end in the game, you gotta you gotta walk down on them a lot of times, or he's going to be up on your backers. And uh, sometimes that might allow you to get a one-on-one -on -one outside with, with your ex receiver or your, or your number one guy and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of take some shots with him. So, you know, going to figure out who the guys are, try to get them the ball and, and just be really multiple and flexible uh, in that. But, you know, definitely want to be as balanced as we can be, uh, but, you know, figure out really what our offensive line is good at too. You know, are, are we, are we better, at run blocking, are we are we better at pass setting? Uh, if, if we're not very good at run blocking, we're probably not going to run it very well. We need to figure out how to screen people, and uh, and then get the ball out quick. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna try to try to try to stay balanced and uh, figure out who needs the ball, and then and then get it to them. So, coach, you mentioned a couple of coaches that um you looked up to as mentors um, on the high school level um, as you progressed to become the head coach at Airport. Who are a couple guys that you may be on the college level or professional level that you model your, st your style after or maybe a big influence on your, your coaching style? Uh, definitely, you know, Coach Tressel, man. Uh, coach Jim Tressel, who I played for at Youngstown State, um, you know, I feel like he helped me understand really what it, what it meant to be a man and um, you know, what it meant to be uh, a responsible, high character person. I'm not going to sit here and act like I was always the best guy. You know, I definitely, when I was in high school, thought very highly of myself, um, you know, and, and, and then I got to college and I figured out that everybody was pretty doggone good. Um, you know, and there were times where that was frustrating or times I didn't make the best decisions, but he taught me about things I never really paid attention to like, you know, perseverance and how important it is to, to continue to fight regardless. And, you know, I learned about, you know, you, you, and, I, and I try to push this in, in my program is I, I didn't understand how important it was for you to love your teammates. Um, and, I, and, and that's gonna be the number one thing in my program is we gotta love each other, you know, cause when you love each other, there's nothing you won't do for your teammate and, and every successful football team or team period that I've been around, when I think about it, we loved each other. You know, when I was in high school, my senior year, we were, we were pretty good and we loved each other, man. Um, and, and that was what kind of kept us ticking. When I was on that 97 national championship team at Youngstown State University, we loved each other. And those guys, you know, they made plays for each other. We made plays for each other and we played together. And a lot of us still communicate to this day, but, you know, I, I really, really learned that from him. And uh, a lot of who I am as a coach comes from Coach Tressel. And some of the things I'm going to do within my program come from Coach Tressel because, you know, I, I, the thing about it is, you know, Youngstown State really hasn't been the same since he left. And so that really says a lot about him and what he meant to that program and uh, just how he built it. Uh, another person, Tony Dungy. Um, Tony Dungy, I think, is an, an outstanding man. You want to talk about, you know, persevering. Uh, to overcome, you know, the death of a child and to be as humble and as, to be as uh, positive as he is, despite all the things he's gone through. Obviously, it's, 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 uh, it says a lot about who he is as a person. Um, you know, God-fearing man, you know, um, you know, his faith is extremely important. So Tony Dungy is uh, somebody 
I obviously look up to. And then, I mean, obviously, if you, if you don't look up to a winner, then who are you? So, I mean, you know, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, man, they're as good as it gets. And you, you, I mean, we all, we all want to win and we want to make a difference. And, you know, there's a thing I picked up and I, you know, people think like Saban's like this crazy, you know, mean dude, but you know, he, a lot of what he does and talks about, I, I listened to him on a, on something one time and he was talking about how, you know, your job, if your job is to change a kid's life, then you don't just kick them off the team because they made a mistake. You know what I'm saying? And I learned from that because, you know, so many times we have consequences, things in place. Hey, you miss this many days, you're gone. You do this, you're gone. You know, and there's certain things, obviously, that, you know, if they got certain character flaws, like, you know, if somebody's a thief, you know, then then they're probably a thief and you probably don't need them around your team. But, um, you know, if, if a kid struggles with time or struggles with practice or commitment, you know, you don't, you got to think about like, okay, if he's not here, what's he going to be doing? Right. And that's kind of how Saban put it. Like, you know, what are they doing? If you want to make a change, you know, give them a consequence. You know, maybe that consequence gets more and more stiff as you go. Uh, but you didn't get into this to just run kids off. And so, you know, when I when I when I figured that out and I picked that up from him, I said, you know what? I mean, that that's making a sense. If we're gonna make a difference, we got we gotta keep the kids here. So uh Nick Saban, Bill Belichick are both outstanding coaches, obviously. I mean, they're you know, what they've accomplished speaks for itself. And, um, you know, people hate a winner, but I love a winner, um, you know, and I'm always going to look up to them dudes. Awesome. So your son, Apollos Cook, is transferring over to play for you at airport next year. He's yeah. a big-time player, three-star recruit. How cool is it to be able to coach your son, you know, in high school and just see all the, the great accolades and, you know, and to see the kind of person he's becoming? Man, I, I'll tell you, this is something I've always dreamed about. I'd never – thought it would happen. I mean, and I honestly, you know, last year, uh, first game of the season, Coach Harden, you know, was, had some, had, he was quarantined. And, you know, and I was the interim head coach for the, you know, the Lugoff Elgin game. And uh, my son had a big game. He had like three TDs. And, you know, I was over the punt return team. And the first touchdown of the game was on a bad snap. And he scoops and scores on the punt team and scored, man. And I was like, storybook in and that's it, man. I, I'm good. We, we, we lived a dream and it's over, you know, and then, uh, you know, and then this job comes open and, you know, and I asked him, I'm like, you know, do you want to stay or do you want to, do you want to come? And he said he wanted to come. So, uh, I mean, obviously something since I've been coaching that I've always, you know, been, been dreaming about, man. So it's a dream come true for him to be coming with me his senior year and for us to just try to go out with a bang, man. I know that, uh, airport in the last few years hasn't been as, as successful as some people may like, but, you know, um, and again, I asked him about some of those other interviews, places that I interviewed for. And I said, what, what order would you like to go to those schools? And airport was first. And he said, you know, they, you know, last year wasn't great, but you know, dad, we can, we can go and make them better. And, uh, and that meant something. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm really, really excited. I know he is. He's finishing up track season right now, and he won't be able to participate this spring in spring ball. Um, but, you know, we're going to hit the ground running this summer. And uh, I just I'm, I'm really, really excited for him and, and the opportunity that he has and, and the, the positivity and the work ethic and all those things he's going to bring to the program, you know, and for those kids to see because, I mean, he's 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 been recruited fairly well and, and a lot of kids look up to him man and so to be able to bring him along with me and for them to see him and how he goes about things uh on a daily basis I'm hoping really rubs off and and helps some of the some of the other kids to see okay this is how you do it um you know and him along with some of the other leaders that I already have over there in place um I think as as they come together could could really allow us to have a special season so you mentioned your son he's a special talent I know you have You've had limited time to acclimate yourself with the, the rest of the roster, but are there any other guys that you've identified so far um, that could be special playmakers for you next season? Um, you know, like I say, we've kind of spent the week doing doing defensive stuff, uh, and I've seen some kids move, um, you know, but I know that, uh, for instance, I know, you know, I got a rising senior quarterback um, you know, who I, I think can be a good player. He plays on our baseball team. 
he's a he's a he's the third baseman Kyle Chavis, and I'm really looking forward to seeing his growth and him getting his opportunity this year. He kind of sat and watched and learned last year um, behind another senior, and and it's his turn, and we're going to figure out uh, how to put him in position to be successful and do the things that he can do. Um, I know that we had an all-region receiver last year, Kendall Stroman, uh, who was all-region last year, and I feel like he can be um, a good player for us. Uh, we have a returning running back, Jacaden Kynard, um, you know, who's as hard of a working kid as as there is. Um, he, I mean, he puts in the work every day on the track in the weight room, and he's somebody that I feel like uh, works extremely hard, and I'm excited to see what it is uh, he's going to be able to accomplish this year. Um, you know, I got a couple projects. I got a, I got a, I got a huge D lineman, man, that I'm just, you know, if he ever figures out that um, what he has and what he's been blessed with, he can go as far as he wants. Kid named DJ McFadden, he's about 6'5", 6'6", 320 pounds. And I mean, and he can move like, you know, like anybody. And, you know, the second he figures out that I can dominate a football game, he's going to give people fits. And then uh, I got an offensive tackle, um, you know, um, Dylan Barber, he's a, he's a rising junior kids, six, five, about 260 pounds. He ran a five zero seven at the, at the combine last week, which is phenomenal for somebody that size and just moves really well. So there's, you know, there's a lot of pieces um, and a lot of people that I feel like, you know, even though I haven't got a chance to see yet, I, I can see the potential in some of these kids. And I know that, you know, if if they can buy into what we're doing and if they commit to the summer that, you know, moving forward, we'll have an opportunity to really, really put a good product out on the field on Friday night and, and go out there and compete, man. And, you know, it starts week zero against Swansea at home, and that says a lot. And then, you know, week one, we're at Brooklyn Casey, which is a huge rivalry. And, you know, I'm not overlooking Swansea by any means because I think it starts there. But if you have success there and you come back and you have success against Brooklyn Casey, uh, who's had our number, I think, the last nine times in a row, um, you know, that could really uh, set you up for, for a really an outstanding season. So I'm looking forward, um, you know, to those games and, and, and what they mean to our season as a whole. Coach, one of the main responsibilities, obviously, of you guys is to help get your guys to the next level if that's what they want to do. You know, with it being so hard for some guys to get recruited these days with the transfer portal, portal, stuff like that going on, how much of, you know, the day-to-day -day is that you trying to make connections with coaches, things like that? And then also with it being the spring evaluation period, you know, have you seen many guys stop by airport or even River Bluff so far um, this spring? Yeah, so I've – I met uh, – let me see. I, I met with, uh, let's see, Georgia Southern and Presbyterian the day they came by uh river bluff and i just you know the coach of presbyterian is like i'll come meet you at the airport i said look man just come by river bluff we'll knock out two birds with one stone so I, I i got to see them and you know i talked to coach parks Perry parks from charlotte yesterday he's probably going to come by practice tomorrow and you know Furman came by the other day and i missed them and benedict came by and i missed them but on monday i took the day off and uh marshall came by and i got a chance to talk to them and i talked to clemson and, uh, you know, so I, I've, I've had an opportunity, Kennesaw State, um, you know, I've got a chance to get in touch with some coaches and kind of, you know, meet them and just talk about, you know, how they got to where they are mm -hmm. and, you know, what it is they're looking for and when's their camp and who they like to see and, and all those things. So really developing those relationships and connections with them. I, I talked to uh, Will Hunter from uh, Georgia State today, who, you know, ex-quarterback at Lexington High School, but, you know, now he's there and, and he's he's moving up in the ranks and he called me today and we had a really good conversation, um, you know, about, you know, what, what his plan is moving forward and he's going to be in this area some. And so just developing that relationship with him, um, you know, so that as, as the seasons go on and times go on, uh, they know that, you know, through your relationship that you've built, that if you tell them, Hey, this kid, you need to look at, then they, they take your word for it. And so, uh, you know, just really trying to build those relationships with those guys and find out what they're about and and uh, what it is that they're looking for. So kind of sticking to that theme, Coach, uh, the Palmetto Combine Series was hosted by River Bluff over the weekend. Love seeing the the pictures of that for the, the Midland portion. Uh, were you able to participate in that event? And if so, how did it go? Uh, so I went 
Um, and I saw my guys. I, I definitely probably went more as a father than as a coach, uh, you know, because my son did go and he did participate. He had a pretty good day. Uh, I saw, um, you know, my like I said, my running back, Jacaden Conard, I saw him. He had a good day. Uh, linebacker uh, that I didn't mention, Carlos Anderson. Um, he had a good day. And, and then uh, my offensive lineman, Dylan Barber, he went as well. Uh, Kendall Stroman went, but the, the best part for me was like after it was over, I had coaches call or text me and say, hey, coach, I worked with your guy today. He was awesome. You know, I worked with, you know, your offensive lineman today, man. He's going to be a player. I worked with your linebacker. He did a great job, you know, leverage tackling, you know, doing this, running to the football, whatever it is. He's going to be a good player for you. Good luck. And so that was great. Um, I didn't stick around as long as I had wanted. My wife had a celebration surprise celebration planned for me that I did not know about. Um, you know, so she's a rock star, man. And she had some of my old co coaching buddies come uh, around and, and we, we spent some time together and they kind of helped celebrate this accomplishment, this head coach accomplishment um, that, uh, you know, is, is happening for me right now. And so that was uh, an awesome experience too. But, you know, there were a lot of really, really good players out there. Um, you know, some kids that could run, some kids that could catch, and I enjoyed watching them compete, um, you know, and so I think it's great that they put that together and that, you know, you got kids that are going to be able to partake in that for years to come. It ran really, really smooth, too. Um, you know, you don't see a lot of combines run as smooth as that one did, but I thought they, they kept it moving and they got things done and got everybody's uh, measurements and, and everything like that, and, and we were out of there, so... Uh, great event. Uh, we really, really enjoyed it. And uh, I think uh, moving forward that it's nothing but, you know, positive, uh, you know, for that combine and, and, and the kids in South Carolina. So you're into spring practice now. Um, do you guys have your spring game already scheduled? And then after that, do you have any seven, seven on sevens lined up for the summer? Yeah, so we're going to do our spring game on uh, uh, May 23rd. And, um, you know, it's a Monday, but so what's crazy is in Lex 2, um, the last week of May, that's when kids graduate. They're going to graduate on May 27th. And then, you know, you go for Memorial Day weekend, they don't come back. So um, we're going to, that Monday, uh, we're going to have some type of spring game, you know, an opportunity for the kids to compete and a little bit of bragging rights. And then uh, I talked to uh, my booster club about, you know, us just creating a family atmosphere, having the coaches and their wives and families come and, you know, some hamburgers, hot dogs uh, for the kids and the cheerleaders. And um, that's something that I, you know, I, I was watching our, our film from uh, the spring game last year. And I noticed our cheerleaders were on the sideline cheering. And I was like, that's really cool. So I talked to our cheerleading coach and she says, the cheerleaders like to be at the spring game. So I think that that's great. Um, but just really want to try to create that family atmosphere there after we compete a little bit and, and that'll be a big deal. Um, as we go into the summer, uh, as far as tournaments, not doing any tournaments, thought about it, you know, like Blythewood's got their big tournament, the Justin Bethel tournament that we competed in. The first one when I was at Fairfield, a uh, great tournament, and it's got some heavy hitters in it this year um, for sure. Uh, but, you know, he kind of got full before I could kind of get with them. And then I know Laura Richland's got a, a big tournament that they're doing, and those will both be great, very competitive. Um, we're just going to spend two Wednesdays at Gilbert, uh, just, you know, competing and, and coaching and talking kids through things rather than trying to go participate in a, in a big tournament. You know, I just want to coach them up and get them ready, get some reps and, um, you know, just be able to teach during, during tournaments, you don't really get a chance to teach because it's next play. They might be going tempo. Maybe you film it. Maybe you didn't, whatever, but I, I want to be able to coach my kids up. So we're going to go over there on, on two Wednesdays and compete against Gilbert, who coach Leapheart does a phenomenal job over there. Uh, it'll be extremely competitive. I know, um, you know, because he, he does a, just a, a great job. And so I'm excited to go over there and compete with those guys. And, you know, I, I called him after I got the job. I said, Coach, do you want to play? And he said, no, we're full this year. But I'm hoping, like, you know, in the future, because uh, they're not very far from us, that that is a game that we can maybe play year in and year out because I feel like the, um, you know, just the, the support from the two communities would just be outstanding. Um, and so that's something that I'm looking forward to. 
So earlier you mentioned your uh, your non-region schedule, but you're in a pretty difficult region like most of the teams throughout the state. You're in region 4-4A, uh, Midland Valley. They've got a new coach or newer coach and a big-time transfer like you, you got with your son coming. Uh, yeah. South Aiken's been on a roll. We just yeah. spoke with Matt Quinn at North Augusta. That's a the program with a lot of tradition and history. Yeah. Um, what's it going to be like, in the challenges of competing in that region? And um, also – you're taking over as the AD at airport. Did you have any say-so in creating the schedule for this season? Well, so the schedule was already kind of complete. Uh, I did have a team back out on me. I won't, you know, snitch or anything, but, um, you know, and I, I can, so, I, and, and I still, I only have nine games because that team backed out on me, uh, you know, but we have a, our, our, so our non-region schedule you know, we're playing Irmo, who I know is going to be really good. Coach Brand is a friend of mine. He does a phenomenal job. He's from that Tommy Notch tree. And, I mean, he's, he's going to do a really, really good job. And it's going to be a tough game, um, you know. But also, you know, playing Lugoff Elgin, um, you know, and they do a good job over there as well. They always have players. And uh, you got a lot, of, uh, a lot of really good football coaches on that staff. I know a couple of those guys. Um, but as far as our region, you know, Coach Coach Quinn has done a – he did a good job at Westwood, and I know that they're going to be well-prepared. Um, I, I think the world of Coach Hammy over at South Aiken, I think he's an outstanding coach, um, does a great job of, of uh, adjusting offensively and, and kind of figuring out what your weakness is. You know, we had a, a game that was close with them last year at River Bluff for, for you know, three and a half quarters, and then he kind of exploited us late in the fourth quarter and they beat us uh, by a touchdown or two. And he's got two, you know, really, really good players. The, his running back was a freshman last year. He was outstanding. Uh, quarterback was uh, as shifty as any player that we saw last year at River Bluff. So I know that those two guys um, can absolutely play. Uh, Aiken always has athletes, obviously. Um, they just, you know, they got a good mix of kids and a lot of athletes and some um, you know, I know I, I saw this kid at a track meet who, I mean, looked like the Incredible Hulk. And I'm like, you know, dang, like, I got to worry. I got to deal with this kid now, too. And, uh, you know, and so they do. Um, you know, I know that the the quarterback over there at uh, North Augusta, Colson Brown, I mean, we saw him last year. We scrimmaged North Augusta and we seven on seven and with them. And I mean, he can sling it. And, um, you know, so I know that all of those guys are going to be tough, obviously, uh, with that running back coming into Midland Valley. Um, you know, I'm like, oh, great. You know, like I didn't have enough to worry about. You know, now I got to worry about this kid, too. And, I mean, he's outstanding, got, you know, SEC offers and things. And, you know, and I know the I'm, – I'm pretty sure the coach from over there uh, came from Camden. He was a D.C. at Camden. So, I know he does a good job. He did a good job at Camden. And he was a part of that staff because Camden – uh, they've had it rolling the last few years. So, sure. you know, I know that uh, it's going to be tough. You know, the non-region is going to be tough. The, the region schedule is going to be tough. But, you know, I think one thing I did, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, hopefully it doesn't hurt us, is, uh, you know, my, my scrimmages are going to be really tough. And, um, you know, we're going to scrimmage uh, River Bluff, Camden, and Blythewood. Um, you know, and so you got, you know, we're a 4A scrimmage in two that's our first scrimmage. We've got two 5A teams and a team that just played for back-to-back -back state championships. And then we're going to, the next week, we're going to scrimmage White No, who Coach Pelham is getting those guys going. They're super athletic. They're going to be flying around. And then uh, we're playing in the Lex one Jamboree, and we're going to play Lexington. So um, well-coached football teams, uh, high-quality football teams that, that are always good year in and year out. And so... You know, people are, you know, I had somebody ask me, like, Coach, why are you doing that? And I'm like, well, because, you know, I want to I want to be considered, you know, with some of the best, man. And so I don't want to play teams I know I can beat up on all the time. Now, you know, obviously I, maybe I might have bit off more than I could chew. I don't know. But I don't just want our kids to see, you know, I don't want them to just play and think about how good those teams are. I also want them to see how disciplined those teams are and how well coached those teams are. And, you know, when we watch film, you know, be able to point out maybe small things that some of those kids do 
that are that are really, really good and say, now look, this kid's job is to do this. Look how well he does that. Look, he stayed square or look how he runs his feet or look at his leverage and things like that. And so, you know, I feel like scrimmaging against good teams gives you a, a teaching tool, um, you know, when you're showing your kids film to be able to show them, you know, this is how you do it. Not just how we're doing it wrong, but show them how we're doing it right when we do it right, but also show them uh, how other teams do things the right way as well. Coach, we mentioned it briefly earlier. You played at Youngstown State under, you know, historic coach Jim Trestle. Not only how cool is it to play for him, but you guys won a national title in 97. Like, how awesome was that experience? Yeah, so, um, you know, like I said, that team – really, really loved each other, man. Um, you know, and so for me in that year, and just to tell you, you want to talk about learning about love. So second game of the season, I, I broke off a 24 year old run against Kent state and I tore my PCL and, um, it was, uh, I don't know if you know about a PCL, but they don't hear, they don't heal themselves. Mm -hmm. So what I, what I ended up doing actually was bracing up for the rest of the season. And I played scout team for the rest of the year. Um, so it's kind of crazy. Some of the people that we played and some of the teams that we went against along that playoff run. So one team we went against, uh, Villanova was the number one team in, in the country. And they had Brian Finnerman and they had uh, Westbrook um, that played for the Eagles for a long time. So I'm, I'm Westbrook in practice all week. Um, you know, and so I'm trying to give them fits all week as we, as we push through preparing for that game. Uh, remember we played Eastern Washington. They had a guy, Jeff Osgood. He played for the Miami Dolphins, um, you know, for a long time. And so, you know, it was a humbling experience, but it also showed me how important it was and, and how everybody could contribute. And so, although, I didn't suit up and I didn't play in that game that year. I felt just as much a part of contributing to that national championship because I knew my job every week was to get those guys ready to play. And going through that experience really helped me as a coach and showing those guys, uh, my team and the guys that I coach, like, look, you may not be the guy, you know, you might not be the guy, but, you can still have a role that leads to this team being successful. Um, and so, you know, we all celebrated, man. It was, a, it was outstanding. And it was a, it was a nine, seven game or 10, seven game beat McNeese state through a late touchdown. Only, uh, only uh, our touchdown came after a turnover, big sack. My, my buddy, Jared Good, who coaches up in at Cleveland Benedictine right now up in, uh, in Ohio, you know, for his alma mater, I still remember, you know, on that sack, man, he was bear crawling to get to the quarterback. Like he got blocked and he's bear crawling on his hands and knees to get to the quarterback, to be able to force that strip sack. And uh, there's just a lot of really good memories that you have. Like even that Villanova game, we were down in the first quarter, like 21, nothing. And then, you know, they're number one team in the nation and they got NFL players and we came back and we won that game. Um, and so going through that entire experience, to be able to contribute, although I didn't play in that game, but to contribute uh, and just see the inner workings of how everybody has a role in creating a champion, um, I think is something else that really just prepared me for this opportunity that I have right now because I understand. And, and one of the things I'll talk about in my program is it takes everyone, man. It's not just about that star player or the one coach or the quarterback or the running back or the linebacker. It really, really takes everyone. And it took every single person in our, in our football program to win that national championship. And I'll never forget. It. All right, coach. So on to some fun stuff here. And I got, we got to be more specific about this question. Okay. <laughs> what is the most electric atmosphere you have coached a game, high school game in the state of South Carolina? Ooh. I tell you what, man, um, three years ago, probably, uh, we played, River Bluff played Gilbert, and Gilbert was stacked with seniors. Um, they had Jai Tolan, that quarterback. They had the transfer, Alec Holt, he came in, and he's phenomenal. 
Um, you know, when you had uh, they had players everywhere. I think they I think 20 of their 22 starters were seniors. And, um, you know, when it was their year, they were putting up 500 something yards a game, 45 points a game, 50 points a game, whatever. And uh, we both came into that game undefeated, man. And Gilbert America showed up on the visitor side at the Swamp. It's standing room only. We had standing room only. And uh, although I was the D.C. and we gave up way too many points, <laughs> um, you know, it was uh, it was loud. And uh, it was it was just, you know, I think the one thing I look back and think about is that first year I got to River Bluff, the atmosphere wasn't like that, man. And then in year, I guess, three, uh, that that atmosphere was outstanding. Stu student section, student section on both sides out of this world, um, you know, and I, I, and I still, you know, I, on my computer, my screensaver is like a picture of the stadium from that game. Uh, and it's just standing room only. And I just remember the roar at the end of the game, you know, we're up, we're trying to, trying to get uh, a stop. And the only stop seems like the only stop we got, got all night. They tried to throw a little seam shot and he overthrew the kid because my inside linebacker did a good job of forcing the high throw. My safety plays over the top. He picks the ball off, and everybody just goes nuts, man. And it was just uh, – I'll, I'll never forget that. But it was – it was uh, it was amazing. And um, that was that was a night where I said, man, this is what high school football is all about. Awesome. Coach, you're from Buffalo, New York. Yeah. You play collegiately in Ohio. Yeah. How much better is the weather down here than what you had up there? <laughs> Well, man, let me tell you something. I'm never going back, my man. Uh, you know, I've, I've moved. <laughs> I've moved down here in 2000. I moved to Charlotte in 2000, and uh, I'll never forget. I called one of my buddies. It was like Thanksgiving or Christmas. I think it was Thanksgiving, and I'm outside with shorts with the grill going. Um, and I knew right then. I said, I told him, I said, look, I'm never coming back. Um, you know, I did. I ended up so I ended up going up there maybe a year later for Christmas and this, you know, in the, in the snow, it was snowing, it was snowing and then it stopped. And so up there in Buffalo, if they say Lake effect snow bands, that means it's coming. And so uh, they're like, it's coming in the middle of the night. So I like, I told a lady that moved down to Charlotte too, as well. I said, look, I'm leaving. You stay here if you want to, I'm out. Cause I'm not getting stuck. And so I took like the back roads, like I 90, the interstate was closed. It was blocked. You can't drive. I took back roads all the way from Buffalo to Erie, Pennsylvania. And then it was kind of smooth sailing, got back to Charlotte. And the next morning, Buffalo was on the front page of the Charlotte Observer. And they had brought in uh, the uh, National Guard to help clear out snow and everything. And I was like, never going back, my man. So uh, it's, uh, it's great. I mean, I can wear shorts about year round. Uh, I don't have to shovel. Uh, the salt doesn't eat up the bottom of your car and make it a rust bucket. Um, the only thing I really miss about home, I mean, I miss my family uh, that's still there and that's still living. Uh, and I miss the food because the food is outstanding um, from the pizza to the, you know, the pizza, the wings, the subs, the tacos. I got my spots up there that I, that I really love. There's a lot of mom and pop spots up there more than, more than chains. Uh, or if it is a chain, it's just a local chain that's just there. So I, I do miss that, though. All right, so you brought up food. I'm a huge barbecue fan. I'm trying <laughs> to find out some – I'm trying to find the best barbecue in the Midlands. So have you identified a spot? And then outside of barbecue, where else do you like to go? Uh, best barbecue in the Midlands? You know, and I don't like to say this because I don't know, but I, I am a, I am a fan. Just say it. I tell you what, I, I'm a – and maybe it's not the best, but I go there because they have brisket. But there are two places I like. I like Big Boy's Barbecue uh, off Farrell Road. They got some really, really good barbecue. It's a mom and pop shop. And then I like Midwood Smokehouse uh, over in, I guess that's not Forest Acres area. I guess it's kind of close to Forest Acres. But I like Midwood. They got Midwood in Charlotte as well. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm a big brisket fan. I like ribs. And I like chicken and all that, but, you know, you throw me a couple slabs of brisket and it's, it's on and popping. Like, I, I like some brisket. But uh, other spots I really like, um, I don't know, man. I You know, it just really depends. I, I, uh, Big Boys is good, though. Um, 
you know, big boys, you go over there, they got a couple premium sides, they give you some gumbo, okay. they, got, they got smoked yeah. turkey wings. Um, you know, it's it's really, really good over there. Uh, I, you know, a couple years ago, I got turned on to sushi, man. And, you know, I started to to eat some sushi. And now, I don't know, I kind of, I kind of, I, I don't know, I, I like it a lot. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, with, I'm with you, coach. I like all foods. So yeah, yeah man. So I, I like I like, I like sushi. It's good. We live in Lexington. There's a little spot right around the corner that I love called Sukiya. They got, you know, sushi and I go there, you know, it's crazy. My wife, she gets upset sometimes because I'll call there and the lady knows it's me already. <laughs> like, how do you, how does she know it's you? <laughs> but, uh, I ordered there. So I just, I placed my order and she's like, all right, Mr. Cook, I don't even have to tell her who I am <laughs> anymore. Cause I, I ordered a bunch of monster rolls from there. So um, that's always good. I tell you what, I like Jay Peters a lot. Uh, you know, Jay Peters got some good shrimp. You get over there and, and get into that a little bit. Uh, you know, all of those are good. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously Carolina wings, I, I like those, uh, Cajun, Cajun, uh, the Cajun honey and, uh, uh, Buffalo Cajun ranch. Those are my two favorite flavors up over there. Awesome. Perfect. So, Coach, your son's not the only athlete in the family. Uh, your daughter's a pretty good volleyball player from what we hear. How did her season go last year? So, she uh, she's actually – she's in she's in uh, club season right now, That which is crazy. Club will run you ragged, man, because they're out of town every weekend. And uh, trying, to, trying to deal with kind of both of them, like my son taking trips and her having volleyball. And I don't get to see her as much as I'd, I'd like to play. I'd like to see her play. But the thing that I really – admire about her man is she is since she started playing she has just gotten so much better and I still think the sky's the limit she's still got two years um left and I think she's really figuring out what she can do she's starting to hit the ball really really well um she's really really been a force at the net uh here lately and so I think last year you know she played JV last year 10th grader obviously River Bluffs volleyball program is very good they played for state championship last year um, you know, and, uh, she's actually, she wants to stay at River Bluff because she said if they win state and she comes to airport, she's going to be upset and I can't be mad at her. Um, and so she's going to stay around, but, uh, you know, their, their JV team won the region last year and she, uh, you know, played a lot of good minutes, man. But like I say, she is just from the first, cause she, her first time ever playing was seventh grade. And, you know, she's she's a worker and uh, she pays attention to detail. And, you know, they're both phenomenal students. Um, they both just got inducted in the National Honor Society, um, you know, which is which is great. And, you know, it's kind of crazy. She's competitive because, you know, like he took his PSAT in 10th grade and then, you know, she's like, oh, I got to beat him. So she got a better score. And then so now <laughs> he had a really good SAT. So now I know her goal is going to be to score uh, higher than him on the SAT. But I, I mean, I'm proud of them both. Like I say, she uh, she doesn't even, I wish I could get her to run track because I feel like she would dominate. But, you know, I'm like, you should just go out there and long and triple jump. And she's like, no, because then I got to run to the pit. And I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, come on now. You could, you're like built like a runner. Uh, and I can't convince her for anything. But, you know, just, just seeing her development's been outstanding. And, and I, I just can't wait to see where it takes her. So uh, you're from Buffalo. Are you a Bills fan or did you pick up the Panthers when you came down south? And if you're still a Bills fan, how bad were those four Super Bowl losses? So never been a Bills fan. Everybody in my family are Bills fans. Uh, I grew up, a, I was a Giants fan. Oh, um, no, not yeah. the Giants. I was a Giants fan and uh, I pulled for the Giants. And uh, but apparently, I guess when I was really young, before I knew any better, they used to put like Dallas Cowboy stuff on me. Uh, I, I burnt those pictures, um, <laughs> you know, because I don't want to be associated. But, uh, you know, I, I, I was a Giants fan when I was younger. And then, you know, when I first moved to Charlotte, like I say, I, I wasn't in education. I used to work downtown Charlotte on Church Street and I could actually see Bank of America Stadium from the window in my office. And I was excited to to be downtown and have a, a team right there downtown because, you know, um, you know, the bills play in orchard park and, you know, it's, it's not, 
you know, in, in the downtown area. And so, you know, you get down there and the tailgating and all that stuff, even though, you know, it, the Bill Stadium is uh, the tailgating there gets pretty wild. Uh, but, you know, I became a Panthers fan when I moved down here, nice. um, you know, right in 2000 I did. And so I went through all the misery, um, <laughs> you know, that they've taken me through and never having a back-to-back winning season. And, you know, I, I tell you what, I, I remember the year they went one and 15 and, you know, they won the first game of the season and then they lost like 15 straight. And I feel like there was like 12 of those games where they lost on the last play of the game. And they just couldn't finish, man. But, uh, you know, I think part of the reason I never became a Buffalo Bills fan is because they always let you down. And <laughs> you think about those four Super Bowls and the fact that they lost four in a row and how excited everybody was every year. And then they lost. And then you think about the Music City miracle and how they got their heart broken then. And then you think about this year where, you know, I mean, they got a chance to doggone possibly go win and play for a Super Bowl and they blow it. And uh, that's why I never have ever believed in the Buffalo Bills. Awesome. (laughs) Coach, to kind of wrap it up here, what are some of your goals for the 2022 season there at airport? You know, I, 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 uh, we got, we got about four or five goals uh, that I'm going to have every year, man. Uh, The first one is we want to win every single home game. Um, we want to put on a show for our home fans, um, and and we want to we we want to win every single home game. We want to create an experience. We want to create an atmosphere. We want everybody to be involved, uh, and we're going to work to do that. Um, another thing, I want to win the region. You know, and people might not believe I can do it or that we can do it. You know, but it's absolutely a goal of mine. I don't think it's too far fetched. Um, I feel like we compete. I, f- I feel like we have the guys. I uh, feel like if if we're bought in, uh, that we absolutely can contend for a region championship, and I'm going to continue to sell that to the guys. Um, no, you know, another thing is I, I want to practice on Thanksgiving. You know, I don't I don't know if if that's in the cards this year, but we're going to move towards that. Uh, you know, each and every year that's going to be a goal. And then you know, I, obviously I don't think year one we can win a state championship, but you know, moving forward. I want to be considered with some of the best teams in the state of South Carolina in 4A. Um, And we're going to work towards that. So, you know, really this year, uh, you know, I I want to make sure we really develop a relationship with our feeder programs and, you know, make sure they understand that they are a part uh, of what we're building and and where their role is and kind of show those kids what they mean to airport football and that they're the future. Um, You know, so reaching out to them and creating different experiences for them. you know, and that's a whole part of the game day experience. And, and, you know, these days you got to recruit your own players. Um, so, you know, you know, figuring out ways to, to make that exciting for them and, you know, and just really set expectations and create a culture of love and family and competition where, you know, we feel like we can compete with anybody that we line up against. And, uh, and we do it because we love each other and we love our community and, um, you know, we believe that each and every time we go out. So, uh, again, I couldn't be more excited about it, man. I, um, you know, it's, it, it's, I'm learning daily about just kind of what it takes. And I understand it's not going to happen overnight. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and sit back and act like it's going to take five years. We're going to go attack it now and see what we can accomplish and, you know, and, and make adjustments as we go. But uh, I'm just really, really excited about this season. Well, I think that's all I got. Drill, anything else you wanted to ask for? We let coach go here. Oh, no, not at all. It was great speaking with you, coach. Cook. Um, wish you continued success um, in this season. I know you, you got a lot going on with the transition, uh, leaving River Bluff and then becoming the AD as well. But congratulations on, on those. And, uh, you know, you'll definitely have some fans in moving the chains. I appreciate it, guys, man. Thank you guys so much for, for having me on, man. This is uh this is great. This is this is the thing, you know, I didn't realize, you know, I've done a couple of interviews, man. I think I'm getting better, but uh, you know, with 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 this responsibility, but I just, you know, I'm I'm just happy that it's it's highlighting airport high school and the athletes there and you know, and and the community uh that we have in place. And I just I appreciate you guys for having me on. It really means a lot. 
We appreciate that, Coach. Like you mentioned, airport, great community. So all you guys out there, make sure you go follow Coach Cook on Twitter and you know follow the social pages. Keep up, keep up to date with those guys. Also follow us if this is your first time on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, etc. Definitely keep you guys up to date throughout the season with some interviews and whatnot. But Coach, we really appreciate your time. We look forward to stopping by our practice. Hopefully, meet you sometime soon or sometime this summer, and hopefully coming to a game next year. Absolutely, man. Thank you, guys. Are always welcome. Just let right. me know when you want to come by. We'll do it. Thanks, Coach. Talk to you soon. All right, y'all have a good night.